The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Oh, it's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. I was told to bring the energy today because we were Debbie Downers on Tuesday, so I wanted to turn things around and be a little bit more optimistic. I think I might have blown your headphones out. Everybody's volume good. Everybody good. I can't hear myself, so that's fun. Uh, But... We are talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, our professional football analyst. We've got former Super Bowl champion, our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback, Cowboys insider Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans, driving the bus as always. Gentlemen, how we doing today, Heckma? Was that enough, Heck? Was that enough? Was that okay? But I ain't know. I ain't know. He always he takes things overboard, Pete. Mm. I almost blew your ears out. I mean, we yeah. got these Bose headphones on. As a matter of fact, Chris, my, my you know, I'm kind of domey. You know, so you don't say my Bose headphones kind of feel like a babushka right now. A babushka. Domi and girthy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you, you said, said that. No, I need it. You know, I need another link in these things. It's, never mind. Anyway, That's okay. right. yeah. these are awesome, though. By the way, I will say, oh, yeah. they're fantastic. New adjectives every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Isaiah, how we doing? I'm doing fantabuloso. How about yourself? Fantabuloso. It's a thing. Is it? Yep. Okay. It just happened. Rob. What's up? I wanted it's we needed Shannon. Yeah, I just we you wanted heck wanted energy, so I'm gonna invoke yeah. my Shannon Gross. Mm. What's up, everybody? I heard he didn't have enough energy <laughs> yeah. yesterday, and the crew of Hanging had to make him restart. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what, what they used to. You know what they've got used to. They're missing Heckma's energy, and I love it. Uh, gentlemen, we have some roster moves to take care of right up off the top of the show. Rob, I'll let you kind of hit some of those. The Cowboys trimming down to 85 since the last time that we talked, and then a couple more moves outside of that. Rob, what's the news there? Well, they, they have waived injured Hunter, nice wander. Hunter the punter. With, let me double check here. He's got a back injury. Mm. So they signed. Oh, there it is. It's on the website. Okay. You can go to DallasCowboys.com. Thank you, Isaiah, and read about it. They signed Mr. Hiru Lahu. Hiru Lahu. Liram Hiru Lahu. Yep. Who kicked in the CFL. And I, I hope I didn't butcher his name, but. Look, they need somebody to kick Saturday and, and for the rest of preseason. Now, the, the main question that, that needed to be asked to Mike McCarthy yesterday was, what's up with Greg Zerline? Yes. Because he has not kicked in really in practice, in games. He's been, he's been on pup, remains on pup. Mike says he's still on target. So this is more about you know, getting reps in camp here and trying to get through preseason. And maybe you guys could speak more to this, Isaiah Heckma, but from a kicking standpoint, it's it's nice to get to see it, but how much does it really matter in terms of reps in camp? Because, I mean, off of a tee, we were seeing Zerline kicking just fine in Oxnard for at least portions of practice. But like you just said, moving back into Frisco, we haven't seen it yet. And he hasn't really been out there working. How much, Isaiah, does it really matter for kickers to get those those preseason reps to, to try and get back into the groove. Yeah, for a veteran season veteran like him, it doesn't matter. I mean, the reason being is because a coach has those guys on a timer anyway. So a lot of times you'll see Coach Fossil, he'll have his stopwatch in his hand, and they're trying to look at the amount of time that it takes for the snap to kick, right? And, and then also as long as he has an arch to be able to get over those defense alignment in their hands, then, you know, it's, it's not an issue at all. This dude's been around the league since I think I was born, so I think he's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the league for a minute. Uh, but you know, I, I feel like you know, Nice Wonder. He was doing a, a lot of things in the in the preseason, right? He was taking on a, a, a lot of responsibilities and tweaks his back, and now he's out of town. And I guess that's the thanks he gets. Mm. So, a couple of different moves for the Cowboys in terms of special teams. As far as the rest of the cuts go, uh, getting trimmed down to that eighty-five man roster. Rob, what do you have on that one? 
Well, let me look it up. You're, you keep putting me on the spot. I keep putting today. you on the spot. So, My Lord. I know injured wave, there were a couple guys. Anthony Hines, the linebacker who was an undrafted free agent out of Texas A&M. Eagles. Uh, he, was, he was gone. Did the Eagles pick him up? No, no, no. I was saying uh, Eagles. Oh, the Brennan Texas, Eagles. Brennan I, Eagles. I, I was about to say, wow, that was fast. Uh, they, good for Himes. For yeah. Former former Aggie man. Sorry, good career in College Station. Uh, outright release cornerback Kyron Brown mm-hmm. and wide receiver Brennan Eagles, who was an undrafted rookie. Uh, Shewu Alana Lua on IR, done for the year. Disappointing. I think they were looking to find a role for him. You know, as a fullback slash tight end. He was carving around. out his own role. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, that's that's disappointing with the with the neck injury, and also Reggie Robinson. Hurts his development. He's going on IR. You know, he stays with the Cowboys, but uh, with that toe injury, he's not going to be Holy able to moly, uh, continue his development. So, so that, that's disappointing. So I'm on? glad we got that uh, that out of the way, so that way we could kind of take care of a little bit of grooming here, because Heckma's freaking out off to the side, and for good reason, <laughs> because I believe <laughs> we've a got a special guest Wait a coming in on the show. Shut your mouth. When you're he's having a conversation. Me. Nick Eatman thinks he's better than everybody since Get he's trying to. Oh, he's wow. in the break conversation. He's a Derek. Oh, spy. We've got Cowboys <laughs> Ring of Honor member and f- legendary Darren Woodson. You know what? At least Isaiah has a chair. I don't even get a chair. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? Am I even plugged in? I don't know if don't you're know. plugged in or not. Chris, you want to jump back in? Can you can Control you hear him? next door for everybody? Yeah, let me see. Our numbers just went through the roof. No, they oh, did. They should. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they should. Godly. <laughs> what, do you want this chair? No, no, I'm fine. You good? I'm fine. Right. I won't, yeah, I won't be long. He's won't be long. Now we can hear you. Can you hear How's me? it going? Good, man. Things are great. I'm Things upstairs. Our office right here in the building. So, so you can hear Heckma whenever we do our shows, oh, pretty much. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of what I was figuring. <laughs> All that noise. <laughs> but Darren uh, coming in, special guest. Our, our fans may be wondering why Darren Woodson just decides to pop in. One, because he loves talking Cowboys every single day. Oh, yeah, you're, of you're, course. A, you're a loyal listener. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, we've got a documentary <laughs> coming out this week. Rob Phillips was a huge part in producing A Path to Safety, the Deep Blue documentary. Yeah. Rob, I'd love to let you introduce it a little bit. Well, I just first I want to say, I saw you with Nick. I kind of assumed maybe you blocked his no- phone number. <laughs> and, and, and maybe blocked mine, because we've been we've been hassling you for about six months on this thing, and you've been so gracious with your time. And we really oh, appreciate it. Not, not just your time, but, but people close to you, right. uh, to try to tell your story. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about it was I'm excited because I think the ti- Nick came up with the title, and right. I think it fits... It fits your story because you've been so successful in your life and your career, but you've had challenges along the way, mm. personally, professionally. I mean, from a football perspective, just getting on the field to play major college football yeah. back in, in the late 80s, uh, all the way through the end of your career here where it ended, I guess it ended early because of injury, right. and finding out what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. And you said you're upstairs, you're thriving in a new venture, new business role, and what I think is really cool about it, what we're telling in the documentary too, is you're you're using your platform to try to help other people yeah. and 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 inspire other people, especially in this COVID world where I think people need that mm-hmm. boost. So I just think that's really cool. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I don't know. I, I you know, there was a lot of work that went on uh, in doing so. Family members that uh, you guys interviewed that uh, have been staples in my life, man. And it's uh, it was emotional because when you start to talk but tell a story. You know, there's so many people that were involved in my life that paid dividends. Like, I did, I, I look at this, and, and Isaiah, you probably probably feel the same way, but there's not one thing I've done in my life that I've done by myself. Not a single thing that someone, someone along the way, you know, provided a bridge or made a connection or did something small for me or, gave, you know, lifted me up when I got knocked on my butt that – that provided, you know, that confidence to move forward. So, you know, I, there's just so many people to thank in, in, in that process. And then you guys doing the documentary, a lot of those friends have reached back out. A lot of my old teammates have reached back out. So it's been really engaging for me. So Larry Brown tried to find you right after the interview we had. Yeah. With him. He was like, Where, where's he at? Where's yeah. his office? Let me yeah. go see him. Yeah. yeah. Well, who were some of those people that did make that impact? I know there is a long list of, yeah. of, of individuals along the way that really allowed you to get to where you were by the end of your career and, of course, where you are today. But what were some of those names that stuck out to my you? My mother. 
I mean, I didn't have when I was a kid. We, you know, my mother, my, my mom raised four kids, inner city kids, at uh, single parent, um, worked two jobs, got up in the morning every day, and worked her first job, which is at Maricopa County, for thirty eight years. So I saw her make that sacrifice, catch a bus half the time because our car wasn't working. Our mm. little lime green Nova that we had <laughs> twenty years didn't work every once in a while. But she used to catch the city bus, go to her first job, go after right after that. Transfer to and go to her second job and wouldn't get home till 10, 10 30 during the week, Monday through Friday. And and found ways to get us to and from school, uh, to and from practice. So she was my hero. That's all I knew. I, I didn't I didn't have anyone that was outside that came in to the neighborhood that uh, that was my hero outside of a, looking at a local drug dealer who you knew was making some money, but mm-hmm. that was never my hero. My, my hero was of someone who sacrificed for me and, and uh, she just taught me so much about life and about getting knocked down. Uh, I, I tell this, told a story the other day about the first time um, I was at the house. Actually, I was outside, and these kids chased me home. And uh, it was three kids. I, I get to the I run into the house. My mom's here. It was on a Saturday. I run into the house. My mom's like, hey, what you huffing and puffing about? And I'm like, I didn't want to say anything to her. And she looks out the window. Our house is a shotgun house, about as big as a studio anyway. But she looks <laughs> out. She says, who are these kids? And I'm like, I don't know. She said, they chase you home? She walked me outside. She said, which one? And I said, all three of them, though. Who's the one? And I said, that one. She says, all right, get it on. Yep. Like, wow. she had, she yep. was a thug. I just told my mom, you're a thug, <laughs> mom. There's no way you can put me out there like that. But. It was that that was her like you didn't run from things, man. You faced them head on and you dealt with them. And if you got your ass kicked then you excuse my language, but if you got knocked down, you get up, you find a way to survive. And and I think that's always translated in my life, whether it be football where, you know, wins and losses or transitioning to ESPN and not knowing what I'm doing or what camera to look at and having zero background in in in, uh, in front of the TV and then to the business world. I've been knocked down. I've lost. But tomorrow is a different day and I can get up. So I've been a survivor in that way and she's taught me so much. That's outstanding. Anything from you guys? I'm just trying to get my words. Um, <laughs> Big fan right here. Um, Huge fan. 1,350 tackles, 23 interceptions, two touchdowns, 11 fumble recoveries. Man. I mean, I don't even career. know those. I don't know those numbers, I, man. I, just, Who are you talking about? I'm talking about you, Woody. And, man, you know, when you – a football question. I know we have the, the deep blue that's coming up, and I know it's going to be amazing. Um, but I want to ask you, just as an evaluator, if you got an opportunity to – to look at this team, some of the guys that, and Keon O'Neal in particular, because it is, I feel like he's most relatable to what you did coming out of college mm-hmm. uh, and into the pros in Dan Quinn's system. And I'm getting right to it, I know, guys, but right. in Dan Quinn's system, how do you believe that he's going to affect this defense in a positive way? Well, the leadership, one, and, and knowing Dan Quinn and knowing his system. That's how he's going to prove his, his leadership's qualities and his value to this football team. Because, look, they're, they're, this is still a young football team in a lot of areas, specifically in that back end of that defense. And to get guys lined up, one, is, is, is huge. Being able to be in the right position. Actually, and then also being available. Like, you need a leader sometimes to say, hey, that's not – you're not really hurt. You're just banged up. Get in a cold tub and you're playing. And you're going to practice. Sometimes you need a guy that just stands in the gap from the coaches and the players and says – you know, these are things that we have to fight through mentally. You got to go to practice. We got to learn this process. And then Sunday, allowing the guys to play fast. And I think that's going to be a little different this year than it was last year. Last year, they're in between the 3 4, 43 defense. You know, Coach Nolan didn't put it, he put in some wrinkles here and there, and they were playing slow. It was obvious that they were thinking before playing. Right. So Dan Quinn's a guy that it, it keeps it really basic, simple. I always say simple, stupid, specifically for the linebackers. Just <laughs> yeah. keep it simple, stupid yes. for them, dude. Just, yeah. <laughs> keep it simple, and stupid. And if they can play fast and not start the, and stop the thinking, yeah. then I think they'll have a much better year. But I, I, Keanu, is, he's just going to play a big re, uh, role for them because of the leadership qualities. So, uh, man, just from my perspective, man, I just respect, you know, I, I know we stay in contact from time to time yeah. and you're somebody I, I admire in terms of just professionalism from the from the field all the way to the after life, after, you know, professional life. Um, I'm pretty sure our moms might be the same. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm yeah I, no, I we were all in the same household. Yeah, pretty sure we're the same house. No, but uh, and in terms of just what, they, what these guys are doing right now, who are you most excited about in terms of somebody that you're, you're keeping your eye on that we may not be talking about right now? 
Uh, Put you on the spot. Yeah, right on the spot, too. I appreciate that. Uh, look, I, I would say DeMarcus Lawrence is the guy for me. And I know he takes a lot of heat. He has a big contract. But when you watch this kid play, he does so much for the organization. I mean, he plays, run, plays the run game well. He's a great pass rusher. He's taken on double teams half the time. He's, I mean, I saw a play the other day where he got chipped and then took on a double team. I mean, people are when, – when, when you play the Dallas Cowboys, that's who you find. You find D-Law and figure out where he is. So he's the guy to me, if, if his motor is right and his mindset is right, and then you have a Randy Gregory on the other side who's coming on. Mm-hmm. They brought in Urban as well. So they, they have some guys – that can get after the quarterback. And to me, that's the key, especially when you have a young defense and young secondary. Can you get pressure that's right. on the quarterback and take some of that pressure off your, your secondary? I think it's it's safe to say that nobody really compares with the skill set and the, the level of play that you had during your time. But if you had to compare yourself to or maybe a, a modern athlete, a modern NFL player, who do you think would, would match up as, as well as uh, they could? Derwin James. Really? Okay. Derwin James, and I would say that because look, you know, the comparison to 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 some of the safeties nowadays. I wasn't. I was a linebacker in college mm-hmm. slash rover, but I played when I first got here. I covered the tight end and the, and the slot receiver for seven years. I was covering the slot receiver, mm-hmm. and that was the difference in in my game and and others. Is that they didn't bring in a corner. I just play. I just moved down and played the slot guy. So if Jerry was in the slot. And I used to pray that he wasn't. But that, <laughs> I think anybody that, would pray that as well. That was my job. We were playing cover one or blitz. I got him. I mean, that's. But that transition happened because I cut my teeth in college. And Lovey Smith, I don't know if you guys remember him, as yeah. co- taught me how to cover. Yeah. In college, so my first year at the Cow- first two year first year at the Cowboys as a nickel guy, I was just a third corner. Wow. That's basically what I was. So that part of my game is what separates me. I think a lot of players play well. Jamal Adams is great close to the line of scrimmage, that wasn't really my game. Mm-hmm. My game was I was split out wide sometimes, and sometimes I was matched up with the best tight end or whoever it was, and and that's what we see in Derwin James. I mean, I, I admire his game because he's so versatile, and you can call on him to do as much as you want. He's going to take that challenge. That's awesome. One thing Michael Irvin says in the documentary is – he mentioned Buddha Baker, guys like mm-hmm. that can do a bunch of different things, and that's the new role of the safety in this era. Yeah. That's what Darren Woodson was doing in the nineties. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it's 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 you, you were ahead of the game basically mm-hmm. in terms of that. And so, just one more thing for me about the documentary coming out. You know, we've promoted it, and a lot of people, the comments from fans are, "Yeah, Hall of Fame, please, let's get him in. Mm-hmm. He's he's well deserving, and obviously you are." Um, I, would, I don't know if we asked you this. We spent a few hours with you. What's, what do you think your legacy or want your legacy to be with the Cowboys? What do, you, what do you want to be remembered for what you did here? That I was available. Mm-hmm. That I was available. Whether, you know, if I was playing on Sundays or if, even if I was injured, that I was available. I was in meetings. Uh, I played a, a major role in, in what we did on the football field. But a lot of that just had to be with, man, you know, battling through mentally battling through injuries and mentally getting yourself up for the games and for 13 years I always felt like I was there that just showed up and sometimes good things happen most of the time good things happen when you are available but that's what I want to be known as man because you know there's so many people that I've played with and played against that just weren't I mean great athletes great players but this didn't show up and Mm -hmm. didn't pour back into the young guys and, and I felt like that that's a total disservice if you're a leader on a team or if you're someone that's a veteran. If you're not pouring back into some of these young guys and you're doing them a disservice. So uh, availability is probably the one thing that I always say as a Dallas Cowboys, that's who I was. Wow. I, I love that answer because I feel like that's an underrated version of the game today or aspect of the game today is the availability of of some of those veterans and some of those better players i immediately thought of bill parcells when he said that Mm. i I know you played for him for two years and that that was a big thing with him is availability might be more important than even yeah it's just consistent and that that applies across the board look i'm a business owner two Mm -hmm. businesses and those employees that come in i don't even call employees my my teammates that come in every single day they, they're on a mission. Some days, yeah, they're going to be sick. But guess what? They're calling in to, to, to apply themselves in some way. Just 
Find a way to be a resource. Find your whatever niche it is. Just show up. And so many good things happen when you show up. Hmm. It's those people that don't show up, don't want to get into the fight, don't want to get into the arena. Those are the ones I just don't have a whole lot of respect for. Jump in the arena, get into that fight. And you've jumped into the arena in a couple different ways. You've had your hand in a bunch of different cookie jars along the way, including football, including the Cowboys. But I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your podcast because yeah. it's starting to take off a little bit. And you started that right here, correct? Yeah, yeah I did. You started it in this studio kind of after hours. Chris Beam did a great work great work, kind of getting you off your feet. But, man, it has taken off. Yeah, Chris did a great job because we, we had no idea what we were doing <laughs> to, to start off the podcast. But as myself... Tyler Klutz and a young man named Ben Gibbs who played at Abilene Christian. He's probably the best athlete of us, us three. He didn't make it to the NFL, but you know, really? of course, Tyler played um, here with the Cowboys for, for a number of years. But we started, we were upstairs. We all worked together in my commercial real estate company. And we were having these conversations in a little break area just about life and transitioning from the NFL or from football to the business world. And they kept asking, and they asked for eight months to do a podcast. Hmm. And I was just coming off that that whole ESPN deal. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> I do not want to talk football. Right. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to get on a plane. I just don't want to. I want to escape that whole football arena and just get in the business world. And that's what, you know, Tyler, you know, give, I got to give him a lot of props. After seven months, he finally convinced me, hey, let's just go do one. Let's do one little podcast. So we came down here, and I told my story, man. And I'm tell- I got emotional during the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was therapeutic. Like wow. I, I mean, there was so much that because I went through somewhat of a depression when I got done playing. Man, this is what I did since I was seven years old: play football. Yeah. And, and to not have it, uh, I needed to tell that story. What it felt like to transition from one job to the next, or to one part of your life to the next, and. It was, man. It was therapeutic. So we, we continued along that path. We're more of a lifestyle pro- podcast and then a sports podcast. We're talking to, you know, athletes. We're talking to CEOs. Anyone has a great story. Wow. We want to tell that. We want to tell that story. And where can you find that podcast? On any podcast channel. So you can find it on Apple. You can find it on uh, Spotify. You can find anything that has podcasts on it. This is the Darren Woodson Show. The Darren Woodson Show. It's yeah. very aptly named, I yeah, think, no, <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, uh, well, first off, congratulations for for everything going right for you at the moment. We are we are proud that you're a cowboy. I know you're proud to oh, be absolutely. a this Dallas is family, Cowboy. This is family. A- absolutely, and and of course the Deep Blue coming out this Saturday, leading into countdown to kickoff. So 5 p.m. Central Time, correct? Yes. And on CBS, uh, CBS 11 and TXA 21. You can also catch it on DallasCowboys.com, right? All our channels. All yeah, the social channels there. as well. It's going to be fantastic. Got a sneak peek earlier. I, it's the first time I've seen your combine picture. Mm. My gosh, you were just unbelievably built. Coming out of college, yeah, yeah, That's we muscle. yeah. I know yeah. muscles on muscles, though. Like, I mean, things, have, unbelievable. things have changed. Oh, oh stop it! <laughs> Whatever. You could definitely play today. play today. Darren Woodson, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Hopefully, again, we'll guys. get you on pretty soon. Once again, Absolutely. a path to Appreciate safety coming out on Saturday. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more talking Cowboys right after this. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. 
there's still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential Blue for protection. And Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. As I say, Stan Back is back in the mix. Yeah, I'm back. Heckman's still trying to gather himself. You okay? Bit. I'm you good. Okay? Yeah? <laughs> yeah? I wanted to say two things really quickly. <laughs> two things. First off... Special thanks to Darren for stopping by and taking some time. He is a busy man, and he took some time to come down and and chat with us for a little bit, and that was awesome to to really kind of pick his brain, see exactly what what his journey has been like, and especially what he's doing right now. It really is uh, inspiring, I think, for a lot of – it doesn't really matter what walk of life you're in. He is somebody that you can definitely look up to. Secondly, I want to thank Nick Eatman for setting that up. He was the contact point that got us uh, Darren Woodson today. And I, I made a joke right at the beginning. I want to apologize to Nick because I was just kind of making a joke about the break and talking Cowboys. He, he appalled. He was definitely appalled, and I, I want to I want to apologize. I didn't actually mean that. Clean it up that way. I did. Yeah, clean it up. I made a I made a mistake. I did not mean <laughs> to so say that. Nick <laughs> Nick set that all up, and he is uh, he did us a huge favor in doing that. So special thanks to Nick Eatman. You can Shut catch him on the Nick. break. Oh, Kyle. This week, I know I, I'm going to get called to the principal's office yeah. again. It's coming. That's okay. <laughs> there is no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beam's laughing in the back. Special thanks to Beam, by the way. How about running back and because, forth to get this headset because ready? Nick. And Darren are tight, and, no, yeah, and Nick helped a lot. You know, setting up interviews because I'm I'm just getting to know Darren through this process, and uh, and he could easily just say, Darren, come on our show tomorrow. You don't need to you don't need to deal with talking no. Cowboys. He, he could have just said, screw you guys. Yeah, shout, shout so, out to CBZ too. All the work that CBZ. Did you see him run yeah. in here twice to get well, that set up? That, it was you, fantastic. Mean, you heard the shout out from Woody. I mean, yeah. there's so many there's so many people uh, you know that obviously that we appreciate, but that the viewers don't necessarily see. No doubt. You know, and there's so much work that goes behind it. We we literally we just the guys who show up and do a little do some research and give our opinions. You know, they they make sure we actually look good and sound yeah. good and all that jazz. So oh, yeah. shout out to CBZ and the rest of the crew. You'd hear my funny Darren Woodson story. Nin- yes. Sure. 1999, I was a, a, an intern here. And obviously, I mean, he had three Super Bowls, going Pro Bowls every year. He was always like, when he met, met you, he wanted to know your name, and then he remembered it. Mm-hmm. So he'd see in your hall, it's not like, hey, buddy, what's up? It's always like, hey, Chris, how's it going? How you doing today? And that's how he's always been. So I appreciate his uh, his basically loyal loyaltyness to mm-hmm. to employees. It's funny you said that because when we were rounding up interviews for this thing, and we started like in March, and every time we asked somebody, it was like, "Hell yeah, that's my guy." You yeah. know, and like, and I mean, and we get cooperation on all these deep blues every year, but that that was different. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. everybody, willingness. Every, yeah, everybody loves him. You that's know, awesome. Yeah, really, Can't really cool it. and. Heckma, I know you had fun with that because it was a bit of a surprise. We we weren't sure if it was going to come through, so we're sorry we didn't get you any. Yeah, that was just what I was going to say. You know, as yeah. a teammate and you know co-host here in the show, would you guys just kind of give me an update <laughs> on stuff like that? I mean, because look, I'm going to you know you, I didn't know whatever. All right, so <laughs> y'all know I'm a, y'all know I'm overreact. You know I am. So I mean, he walked past the glass and I was like, what? What's just what just happened? That was definitely a Looney Tunes <laughs> moment for Heck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What? Hey, Darren Wilson is in here, guys. All right. Oh, good. Yeah. Is he in your like top five Cowboys all time? Who who you got? That would be definitely Woody's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As far as like favorite people to be around and the fact that he was so good as he was as a cowboy on the field, I would probably I'd put him in my top five. Because oh, yeah. he is an outst- he is as good of a person as he is yeah. a player, and that's pretty impressive. No, for sure. And what what he said about availability was really cool because in a way 
and we talked, we covered a little bit in the doc. Like he kind of had two careers in a way. Like he he came into it as a rookie to a dynasty in the making, mm-hmm. and had to find a spot on a loaded roster. And then the back half of his career, three straight five and eleven seasons, and that dynasty ended, and he had to kind of he was the last guy. He was the last guy that was part of all three titles, and tried to kind of pick guys up and and show guys the way. I mean, it was two different. Yeah. Parts of his career with the Cowboys is it's really it was fascinating actually. I, I think it's also going to be a lot of fun because you mentioned Lovey Smith and kind of the impact that he had on him during his time at Arizona State. The Cowboys get to see Lovey Smith this weekend. He's the defensive yeah. coordinator for the Texans. So I mean, plenty of Cowboys coverage. It starts with the Darren Woodson documentary, A Path to Safety. If you missed the time earlier, I'll give it to you wow. again. Five p.m. Central Time <laughs> is when that'll debut on CBS 11 and TXA 21. Then the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex that leads into Countdown to Kick off and then of course the game against the Texans kicking off at seven o'clock so tons of Cowboys coverage this weekend lots of fun to be had now we've got 30 minutes left of a show to, to talk about what do you guys want to <laughs> how do you guys want to follow this up we can't you can't? one time at band camp uh, <laughs> <laughs> what this one time <laughs> um <laughs> Chris, do we have any calls? He gets me every day. I don't day. know if we have any calls or not. It's what's no, on we big do not have any calls. Okay, we can give out the number sh- if somebody wants to call in. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah gets me every show with a movie that I love that I haven't thought about in like 15 That's years. That's so good. I'm trying to just, I'm, I'm just trying to, to motor past this. <laughs> I really don't even want to remotely think about that. I saw it on Kyle's face. Kyle yep. tried to shout out. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. Not nope, that movie. Nope, nope. nope. Um, what was the number one more time? Rob, I believe you know it more than anybody. 888-855-2297. 888-Wait. 855-Emmett-Smith. Okay. Got it. Rondell Carter. Okay. 2297. 2297. So give us a call. Uh, until you no, he changed it. He went, it was Taco. Okay. Yeah, oh, Taco. Did, yeah. Oh, yeah, I said Taco yeah. before. He did show. say Taco. I'll, I'll yeah. say Hatch because that was my teammate. So there I'll you go. Hatch. Yeah, Hatch was great. Let's say Rondell Carter at the moment. Um, yeah. Let's talk about wide receiver. Mm. You, you said you were going to do DBs. You said oh, you yes. were going to do You're DBs. Right. Let's do DBs. Let's do DBs. You okay. did that. So you said it. Let's this do was it. a great conversation that Isaiah Barry Church. David Hellman and I had in the booth during the the Cowboys night practice, and it basically got down to Dan Quinn has said previously 10 DBs, 10, probably six corners, four safeties is ultimately what the Cowboys roster will boil down to when the defensive cuts finally hit their limit at 53. Where do we see this roster moving in terms of the the defensive backs position, because cornerback, of course, it's crowded. You have some some names there that have shown out, had really good camps, but you're going to have some tough decisions. Uh, Rob, I'll let you kind of lead in and start things off. We're not necessarily cutting players today, but what do you expect to see out of the DB side of things? Like, do you want me to go down the list? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, th- I think there's some obvious ones. I mean, Donovan Wilson, I'll just start at safety. you got Donovan Wilson, you've got DeMonte Casey, um, and you know Malik Hooker is interesting because he's hasn't gotten into practice until a couple of days ago, but I think they 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 want to see him ramp up and they think he can eventually help this team. So he's there. Jerron Curse is a guy that can play special teams for you, can pitch in a little bit, maybe cover some tight ends, um, and then you know your corners: Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown. Uh, Nashawn Wright, and that's already ten that you've named. By that's the way, 10, that was four and, and six, and I, and I didn't mention Israel. So didn't mention Israel, and, I, and I'm not even counting C.J. Goodwin because yep. he's kind of that core four guy for John Fossil. So it's it. There are some good numbers at this position, didn't, and, I, and I didn't even mention the guy who's maybe having the best camp at the. At you the didn't position. say Kennedy at all. I didn't all. say Kennedy. So damn. Yeah, that's you know, what we're. That's kind of decisions. The, it's kind of the conversation we were having is. Where does it start? Where does it, where does the conversation start? So Isaiah, has anything changed since your initial thought? And, and tell us what your initial thought was about that position. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated, and I believe that there's going to be some surprise moves made towards the end of this camp. And I think there's going to be some people who are um, who are going to be caught off guard in terms of some either some cuts or some potential. Um, you know, late camp trades. Uh, I, I just think that this this room is too uh, too congested, and it's a great problem to have because it's a problem that we didn't have last year. 
Right. <laughs> we didn't have this problem last year, so right. it was great to have this problem. But when you're, you you really have to figure out who is going to be number one, your starters, right? You have you have I think one solidified starter in the in the, in, in the safety position and at the quarterback position. I think Donovan Wilson's your strong safety, and I think that you know. Uh, I think that uh, obviously Trayvon Diggs is your starting corner, but who plays next to those guys? So you have to figure that out first, and then once you start going, you have to figure out okay, who's going to be my number one nickel? Well, most likely it's going to be Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. Do you keep both of those guys? I don't know. I don't know. Can you keep both of those guys? Those guys are both making about five million dollars mm-hmm. a year. Then you start looking at okay, well, we can't keep all these DBs, right? We have four safeties. We have four safeties that we know we have to keep. One of those safeties is going to have to be a core special teamer, most likely. Right? Who are okay. your four safeties? I don't know if I have a solid four safeties. I have Donovan Wilson. Yeah. I have Demonte Casey. Um, I have um, Hooker. <laughs> Hooker is in there. Absolutely. So you've got a strong safety a strong, and two frees. I have a strong three. But then you know you have Darian Thompson, who is your he's a core special teamer. Special teams guy. But then you have Israel McQuamu, who has the ability to play safety. And corner for you, Thank so the versatility there. But he hasn't shown in the preseason that he's willing to hit, <clears throat> so that's hindering his ability to secure a roster spot right now. Mm. If he shows that he can show, I think I said this last on Tuesday. If he comes up and hit somebody in these last two games, he's on this roster because he's six four, <laughs> right? He's what two uh, two hundred pounds, six four, two hundred pounds that can play safety and corner, and he's going to be forced to play special teams if he's willing to hit. If he's not willing to hit. Take him out the equation. It mm. sucks. He has the ability to be so versatile, but you have to be willing and available, right? You have to be available to go out there and make an impact. You caught a lot of flack on Twitter for that Mukwamu comment that you made on Tuesday about how he is on the bubble. Yeah. I agree. There's no lock in no. terms of the safety position outside of maybe those three guys, three Donovan Wilson, Demonte KZ, and I would even throw Malik Cooker in there, but that might not even be a lock. Mukwamu is Obviously not a lock to make the 53-man roster. And I like him. He may not be cut outright. Yeah. He may be a practice squad guy. But in order to make the 53-man roster, like you said, there is a lot he needs to show over the next two preseason games, growth-wise, yeah. to say that he can fit into that position well. Well, look, guys, vibe with me right quick on this. All right? So we have uh, A.B., who's been around for a while, been around the team for a while. So the tape is out on him. Uh, We got a litany of young guys that have been competing in the preseason and you want to believe, and I hear all around, you know, people saying that, look, A.B., Jordan Lewis, these are guys that are staples that have been on your team for a while. They've shown you what they can do. What have they shown you, though? Right? You, you got enough tape on them to see if cover three, cover two, situational, all of that stuff. Where they are as far as their playing ability, are we keeping guys just to say, all right, you know, look, this guy has been good for us. He's been serviceable for us. But how much of that is going to stop a guy like Boss Man Fat? And as you know, if you're taking reps away from me, then you're stopping, you're stymieing my development. Mm-hmm. And you, you take – uh, you take him and you talk talk about Nation Wright as well. These are two young guys that are they're the future. Diggs and Wright and Boss Man. That's your future secondary guys on this team. So you know, I understand you know wanting to play it safe and stay with guys that have what you would say would be proven, but proven how proven playmakers. Because to me, if Nation Wright comes off and he gets in and take pick six or you know defending guys, to me he's already leaps and bounds better than the guys that's been on your roster. So, you know, look again, Kel- Kelvin Joseph just get an opportunity to see him play. I think we have a bright future with number twenty-four. I, I really do, and I think when I look at comparisons and-, and Rob, I wanted to ask you this directly because I was looking for someone to compare Kelvin Joseph to, and I found it. Oh, no. Adam Pac-Man Jones. It's not just the 24. It's Let me tell you why. The feet, his ability to recover, he has. Uh, he may not hit. like cause Pac, Pac was a hitter. But I'm telling you, as far as from a skill set standpoint. Kelvin can hit. He can hit. I'm talking about the body of sure. work of being the kind of hitter that Pac-Man was. And it's not just the 24. I'm just saying his feet, his footwork, his ability to recover, all of those things to me make him, you know, I, I want to put him at the head of the line just to see what he can do. That's interesting, man. Um, that's an interesting comparison. And, and speed, too. He's got closing speed. Pac-Man had that. Um, Pac-Man had other things off the, you know, he had he had problems. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking about no, no, I'm no, talking I'm, about. You're talking about skill set. No, I'm talking about skill set. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if he, 
you know, when he was on the field, he he there was no doubt talented, no question about it. Um, I, the only thing I would say about AB, he's had a good camp. I he mean, has? We, when we watched him in Oxnard, you know, I think Kelvin's coming on. I think I think the last few days that preseason game gave up a big play, but he's come back with a couple nice practices, so he's coming on. But I think that I think the Cowboys value the vets they have. You're right that there are only so many spots. I, I don't know how it all works, and it's funny because Joe Witt. Uh, Joey Jr., the new secondary coach, defensive passing game coordinator, talked about he has this philosophy called feed the studs. Like, we got to find spots for guys if they show it. And he was really specifically talking about inside. Because there's two different – there's outside corner, inside corner, and Maurice Kennedy has shown so much that we got to find a spot for him, find packages for him and Jordan Lewis. So and, yeah. and that's, and that's interesting. the thing about Israel, right? McQuamo, he, he he even last game he showed the ability to play in the slot, you know, to play to be that nickel corner at six four. That's yeah. special. At six four, it's special. But you got to hit, and you're because you're playing for Dan Quinn, and you play <laughs> safety, and you need to be able to play special teams. So. It's this is very very complicated in terms of I hear what you're saying in terms of being able to in terms of potentially stunning the development and the growth of some of our young guys. I think they keep two young guys. I think they keep two young guys, maybe three. You're talking Nation about rookies. Wright. I'm talking about well, Nation Wright and Joseph. They're going nowhere. Yeah, they're no, right. Okay, right. they're locked in. Now you got to start looking at you know Mukwamu, or you got to start looking at you know DT. Do you keep these guys around? Who do you keep around because? Then, then, and it's hard, man. Then these numbers are these numbers are tough. And you also want you guys to start looking at the the what the prototypical cornerback, the prototypical safety in a Dan Quinn system looks like. Mm. Start no, that's completely at, different. Because right? so yeah. you start looking at me, Playmakers. Kelvin Joseph, six one, right? Nation Wright, six four, right? Trayvon Diggs, six one, right? You start looking across the board, six one, six two, six four, and then you got Anthony Brown, five eleven. You got Jordan Lewis, five ten. I think you keep one of those guys. And mm. I know people don't want to hear that. There's there's assurance with knowing what you're going to get. So to your point, Heckma, even though you might not be in awe of somebody, of Jordan Lewis or A.B., you know what you're going to get. I think we can all sit up here and say that those guys play consistent ball. So when you're trying to establish a defense, when you're trying to you know teach something that's brand new, you need guys who you know what you're going to get when you put them on the field. You don't need that many question marks out there. Nation Wright, Question mark. Is he going to be able to, to, to stick a Mike Evans? Probably not. Is he, well, guess what? Guess who their third or fourth receiver is? Antonio Brown. L- okay, let's think about this, all right? What's he going to be? That's a question mark. Okay, Trayvon Diggs. We know what he got. He faced the best that the league had to offer last year. We saw what that was, and then he got better, right? Okay, so now you start looking at A.B. and J. Lou. I know what I'm going to get. I don't expect yeah. those guys to necessarily get INTs. I don't expect those guys to get batted balls down, but guess what? They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in their hip pocket. They're going to be feisty. But can I afford to pay two of those, both of those guys $5 million a year? Probably not. Let's go back to the Seattle game. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when you talk about feisty and in hip pockets, we, we didn't see that. Nope. You know, and I'm saying we got enough tape out there to show that that's not what they do. So, look, I got birthday game. <laughs> a lot of people got birthday. Exactly. <laughs> you know, safety's included. That's all I'm saying. When you have guys that are showing you that they have that gene and you're trying to establish that culture, you got to let your young guys rock because you see it in them. Everything. Nation Wright has shown you that he is a gamer. Okay. He's gonna. You, you said, look, I want to see him use the Mihondas a little yeah. bit more. I mean, mm. giving him those reps to do that, then you, you look, man, you, you're mining for that diamond and you find that he's I, right there. I don't disagree with you, but when you line up against teams that we're going to face these teams are lining up with four declarated receivers at any given time and you just can't afford to have guys out there that are that inexperienced against those that type of quality because guess what mr jones doesn't want to he doesn't want to hear that these guys are developing (laughs) you know what i'm saying when you go out there week one thursday night football he doesn't want to hear oh yeah he couldn't get his hands on mike evans oh he couldn't go against godwin oh he couldn't stop a b in the slot or he couldn't roll down and stick gronk he doesn't care about that. Figure it out. Right? Yeah. And, and, it isn't, and it doesn't get easy, easier. Every team has a solid three now. Now, when you came, when you came four, into the league, four. Four, uh, four. Yeah. when you came into the league, there were guys like Terrell Owens, Terry Glenn. Those, yeah. That's who you learned yeah, from. Absolutely. That's how you, that's how you learned the ropes. For these guys that they are coming in, yeah. they, don't, they don't have that. They don't have that. And so that's why I'm saying I, I'm not saying that we're in a rebuilding year. This ain't it at all. We got to win the championship. Now. I'm all about what we're doing right now. The sense of urgency is all through this building. I'm just saying that you have the athletes on, on your roster that you think are going to be your future. Future's now. 
I'm no, sure. I, I hear that for sure. Kyle, you, I mean, Kyle's got a Battlegrounds series on our website. What yeah. Are your, what are your thoughts about the, the young guys versus vets at corner? I, I think I line up with the thought process of Isaiah, where you're trying to trim a little bit of cash. Now, there's going to be dead cap if either one of those guys are gone. I mean, Lewis or Anthony Brown. I was looking at both of their contracts right now. Brown has $1.75 million of his 2021 salary fully guaranteed already, and that happened back in March. So I think at the moment, he's only got what? That's close to $2 million on the books? Compared to what is a $5 million deal, you could say about three mil there. That's enough to go and make another move if you really wanted to. I'm not exactly sure if that's exactly how it works. I'm I'm not the money guy. Uh, But just numbers-wise, if you feel good about Kelvin Joseph, if you feel good about Nashawn Wright... That's that's great, and I'm okay with that. But I just I don't know. I, I've I've conflicted back and forth between fully going all in on the rookies because you saw that last year. You had to do that with Trayvon Diggs, and there's growth that's going to happen with those rookies, much like there was growth with Trayvon Diggs. So I, I see where you're coming from, and I think I agree with you yeah. as to on paper that's probably the best thing, but. When you have three guys, four guys that are in your six cornerbacks that are going to be either in year one or year two of their their careers, it worries me a little bit. There's not a whole lot of leadership there. The only thing I would say is just you you think you have great depth until you don't. And <laughs> it's, that's and, that's a good point. And, I mean, you know, we've talked about the great numbers at defensive tackle. Well, your best tackle just went down for several weeks, True. Neville Gallimore. And now all of a sudden, it's like, well, we got some young guys that we like, Bohanna. Or Digizua, yes. But are they ready? You know, how quickly can they be impactful guys in regular season games? And so, that's just something I would, I, I don't know, caution against, but bring up when you're talking about some vets. Maybe we have too many vets. Mm-hmm. And, and again, last year, man, the top four corners on this team all missed time. And I think Rashard Robinson was starting games by December yeah. last year. And Isaiah pointed out, you know, top three. Sometimes you can go four or five. Just the way offenses attack you this, these days, man. There, there is, there's no such thing as too many corners that can no. cover for you. Well, right now, I mean, you got too many in there, and somebody's going to get cut down. <laughs> no, you're so you right. can't right keep now, all of them. Yeah, and and, and yeah. there's going to be a talented cut in there. And all I'm yeah. saying is we have a bevy of talent, and, and these guys are younger, and they're eager, and you've, you're seeing them competing, whether it be from the Hall of Fame game with Nation Wright and on Claypool, or whether the, the last game uh, with Boss Man Fatten, the, the penalty, and then the long. You get to see these guys develop real time. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and you go to when we talk about going to Raymond James Stadium, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And whether you line up with Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, you still have a, a task ahead of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and no matter what, and the Cowboys Nation out there, this is all positive. This is, this is all this positive. Is a great this is, problem this is a to great have. problem to have. Reason being, you're either going to get better, right, and have a solid, solid secondary, or you're going to still have a solid secondary and you're going to trade away some guys that you really care about, but you're going to get some value most likely. You're not, you're not, you're not just going to cut bait and cut these guys. No. The, the way that they've been competing in the preseason, it helps you because even if you don't keep them on your roster, somebody is trading for them. And whether you're acquiring another player or whether you're acquiring draft picks, a your team's getting better. You remember last year, and, and Rob brought this up injury-wise, but we're about to go to break here in just a second. But Heck with the implier. Yeah, I saw that. It's like Nick. Um, the... The the fact of the matter was, last year, late down the stretch, we were hoping that Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis were going to work their way back into the starting lineup. We were praying that they would get back and be healthy. And now you're saying, oh, well, they might be expendable, which is not a bad thing for Cowboys fans. Now, I'm sure probably Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis don't appreciate that conversation as much, especially because Anthony Brown's had a really, really good camp. But it's a good problem to have, and it's something that this front office needs to be thinking about moving forward, especially with the money situation and just the pure amount of bodies they have at that position. When we come back, we're going to get a chance to preview that development in real time. The Cowboys taking on the Texans this Saturday. What do we expect from that matchup when we return with more Talking Cowboys? Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. 
the Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive access to training camp benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys. We've got Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans with you, and Texans Cowboys. It's the short trip up I-45 for the Texans coming up on Saturday, 7 p.m. Central Time kickoff from AT&T Stadium. You can get your tickets online at DallasCowboys.com and well, uh, it'll be the dress rehearsal somewhat for the Cowboys. Still probably not going to see Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy said that yesterday. Probably not going to see Ezekiel Elliott, I would have to think, in terms of the running back position. But you might see a good amount of the offensive line and a lot of the defensive starters. Rob, what are you looking for out of this preseason game number three? I finally got back to uh, watching Hard Knocks at two. Mm-hmm. And i, I got to admit, I'm, I haven't been tracking the Texans. I haven't been – I'm not up on what they're going to do. But what would you think about it? I just, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, I, I mean – I'm it, sorry, I, I – Derailed your. Yeah, question. It was uh, it was good. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a step back. You know, they okay. kind of looking at guys down the, down the roster. That's kind of that's kind of their formula. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, play style is what Mike McCarthy said, and it, it, he keeps saying that to us. He keeps saying in the team meeting, he just he wants like Darren was saying earlier, playing fast, playing physical, winning mentality. Are you talking about a culture? A cult. That's exactly that's, what I'm talking wow, about. Wow. I wonder who what podcast said that Mike McCarthy Over needed to in, establish that. This offseason, over again, Isaiah oh. Standback. Huh. That's what he's trying to do, and it's and it's not. You know, they're they're running. You know, some scouts, some cards in practice this week. They're trying to game plan a little bit, but he wants he wants a winning culture. He wants guys playing hard, playing physical, and trying to erase last year. Because I don't. Because Darren's right, man. Like on defense, they did not play fast and confidently until December of last year. Yeah. So they're trying to. Get that out of the system. You know that's that's what I'm looking for. I want to I want to see that. I'm still waiting to see that culture show up. I, specifically, I'm looking for the offensive line, um, the the second string offensive line. I need to see something. I need to see some some form of consistency there. It wasn't there last week by any means um, to feel some sense of security. I think that this is the game that matters. Week four preseason really doesn't matter. Um, week three is the game where coaches are really paying attention. Week three is a game where coaches want to see you step up, show that you have that that tenacity, show that you're consistent, show that you're reliable, um, and then go out there and just make some plays. So on the offensive line, I want to see I want to see those guys show up, and then I have my eyes I have my eyes fixated on these on this secondary. I mean, it's mm-hmm. for the reasons we just finished talking about. There's a lot of unknowns right now in terms of you know there's a lot of positions up for for grabs, and if you ever want to see some guys go out there and battle and compete, oh, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong this weekend because everybody knows how valuable this game is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Offensive line, um, that's very important, obviously, with the injuries we had la- uh, last year, uh, our second year uh, with some of the rookies mm-hmm. still. We'll see how he, he's developed. Uh, Naseki seems to be the swing tackle. Um, he's taking the reins on that. Um, but switching over to the other side of the ball, it's the defensive line for me. Um, Carlos Watkins was somebody that I was watching in the Arizona game, and he's just – Call number 91. Watch him, man. This guy's getting some push. He is violent at the point of attack. He's doing a lot of good things in the front line. Uh, but also, man, number 75 just keeps flashing. He yep. continues to flash. And, I mean, I'm, wor- I'm, I'm worried about Neville Gallimore and, and how he gets you know, his timetable and getting back uh, because he's had such a good camp. But I just feel like the interior line, that rotation, is getting really good. Seeing these guys play together, Urban. Urban may not have made that blow-up play yet, but he is definitely impacting the game because you saw versus uh, Arizona, he's so big, the quarterback is just standing there and you can't throw the ball over this guy because of his height and then Armstrong gets credit for the sack but it was because of Urban standing in his line of sight. So I just want to see these guys continue on that and I also want to see uh, Jalen Smith. You know, as much as people have been on him so hard, I want to see Nine continue to build that momentum in Quinn's defense and and I, I, man, I'm loving Dan Quinn. I mean, he cusses like a Harrison. So, I mean, I love this guy, man. I can second that. Um, you, you mentioned Osa Degizua and Brent yeah. Urban, which I think are two very important names to watch coming up on Saturday because Osa might be your Neville Gallimore until Neville Gallimore gets back because you're not probably going yeah. to have Tristan Hill. I think he is. Uh, I think it's Osa Degizua. Yeah. I think he rookie like, third yeah. rounder is going to come in and be your starting three technique for the most part. And then Brent Urban, who was brought in initially, he played a lot of interior defensive line in Chicago, but they brought him in with the initial intention of having him on the edge. They wanted him to be an edge rusher. And then all of a sudden they were like, nah, we're going to put you right back to the interior (laughs) defensive tackle because that's where the need is. So I think both of those guys are going to rotate in. That's how you're going to fill up. The, the the spot left there by Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore. And I'm glad you you brought up uh, uh, Dorrance Armstrong because I, I tweeted this out uh, the last couple of practices, but, I mean, he's had a fantastic camp, and he's looked really, really yeah. good. For sure. Um, obviously, Garrett Gilbert, I want to – he's – I would imagine he's going to get a lot of time uh, because Dak's, Dak's not going to play in this game based mm-hmm. on what Mike McCarthy said yesterday. So can he continue to kind of – firm up this offense, and, and can they be more efficient offensively? There's been reasons why they haven't. It's not all him. He's missed some throws. The protection always hasn't been great. Snaps. Um, snaps as well. That's another thing to watch for, you know, if Connor Williams gets to play a little bit at center. Um, so watching for that. And also, you know, the, the, the swing tackle spot, heck, because I, I wouldn't imagine Lyle Collins is going to play in this game. He didn't finish practice yesterday. He's got mm-hmm. a little, looked like maybe a little neck thing. They're, they're not cons- or back. They're not concerned about it, but he's not going to play in this game. I'd be shocked if he did. So, uh, it, depending on what they do with their starters without Dak, you might see the young lineman come in earlier than usual. Without Lyle Collins in the mix, should he not play? I mean, he's played the first two preseason games. He's somebody that I, I feel like probably doesn't need any more preseason snaps especially if he's dealing with something that uh, injury wise uh, do you think they still put out guys like Zach Martin and Tyron Smith who have not seen any playing time even though this is the quote unquote dress rehearsal I don't know I, I I'm I'm interested to see because one thing we were told during camp is a big part of Dak maybe playing in preseason would be how many guys or uh, starters are with him yeah. does he have mm-hmm. all the guys with him and I think Amari Cooper sounds like he wants to play in this game. Maybe he plays a little bit. But, yeah, I'm curious about the line. Um, Zach didn't practice yesterday and reported he kind of had a little stomach bug. Um, and I mentioned Lyell. So I don't I don't know. It's it's a different dynamic when your Shoot. quarterback's not in there. You're yeah. making me nervous, man. You got a little neck. You got a little stomach bug. This is all starting to add up, Pete. But if none of these guys are going to play, I definitely don't want Dak back there for sure. Nope. It's yeah. not going to happen. Even, yeah. if, even if if one of the three guys is not on nope, the field. I'm not, not going to put him out there. It's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, look, the, you, you talk about the center. Uh, that's another 
thing that I, I think everyone right now is concerned about after watching Connor Williams. Uh, what are we going to do at the center position? Yeah. Biotish, uh the same way. Forniak, what is, you know, this is a game for him. He definitely has to put his game together pretty well uh, because somebody's going to get cut. All 11 of these guys aren't going to make it. And he even has a, he's in position to try and make it because of his versatility. But sometimes, man, you got to do one thing well. And I don't think he's found that one thing that he does well yet. Mm. One final thought, Isaiah. I'm with you guys in line of thought in terms of protecting our veterans. However, you know, the dress rehearsal, we've heard Coach McCarthy say pretty much these guys don't need the reps um, in so many words. They don't for their development. For their conditioning, they Mm. definitely need the reps because you you can't simulate the game in practice. I don't care how much the coaches run you. I don't care how much two-minute drill you run. It doesn't matter. It's never the same. They need the conditioning. And you just hope and pray, cross your fingers, whatever it is you do, you just hope that these guys don't get injured in this game, but they need these live reps because they're not going to play next week. And in the week after that, you play the best that that there was this past year. So you might want to get out there and get your feet underneath you, get your lungs rolling a little bit. And then, yeah, not for necessarily the development, but for your just for your air alone because it's going to be thick down there and you're going to be playing against Vita Vea and and JPP and and these dogs that they got over there and they're going to be ready to roll. Yeah. Lots of storylines, a bit of a roadmap for everybody getting ready to watch on Saturday. Be sure to tune in to the Deep Blue documentary, A Path to Safety. Special thanks to Darren Woodson for stopping by, talking a little bit about his journey. That was a lot of fun. His documentary coming up on Saturday. Rob Phillips was a huge part of that. Followed by Countdown to Kickoff. It'll be me, Mickey Spagnola, Nick Eatman uh, on the sideline at AT AT&T Stadium and then the Cowboys take on the Texans at 7. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back, Nick Eatman for setting up that Darren Woodson interview for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans and Heckma Harrison. What do we say at the end of Talking Cowboys? Cowboy Nation, I hope your team win. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?